Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get into today's scripture. I'm not one who believes in coincidence. I believe the choices that we make help fashion our lives. The, the things that we do help to, to spur us on to, to other things. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe everything happens for a reason. I remember a story of a guy who had just started running. I'm a runner, so I love this story. And He and a few of his friends were out on a run uh, one morning early on in his in his running career and he had they, they were more experienced runners than him and he had kind of fallen behind they were doing a three mile run and um after about two miles he got really tired kind of fell behind because he started out too quickly the others were faster than him and they started out together and he started out way too quickly and Felt like he wasn't going to finish the little practice run. At mile two, he just stopped. Didn't know what to do. He couldn't go any further. He didn't feel like he could. And one of the people in the group turned and noticed that this guy had fallen behind. He turned around, ran back, and picked him up off the curb and said, we're going to finish this. And they started running together, slowly, but together. There were times when he still felt like he wasn't going to finish, but his friend wouldn't let him quit. He wouldn't let him stop until they got to the end of the run. When they got there, everybody was so happy that he finished, that he finished the run and completed the workout that day. But he looks back and he owes a lot of what happened in the future, the things that he's done, the things that he's accomplished, he owes it to that one point in time where someone cared enough to look back, say, you know, he's struggling. Let me go help. I could finish, but I'm going to go back and help. There's this Every day we face different things in our lives and every day we need, we may need help. Every day we may need someone to pick us up, to encourage us, to give us something to carry on. And I've entitled this podcast today, Who's Your One? Because it may not be a big group of people. It may be just one person today, one person tomorrow, one person the next day. Or one person, just one person next week who needs your help. And all you got to do is just be looking for it. We're looking today in Esther chapter 4. A very familiar passage, I'm sure, if you know anything about Esther's life. She was a Hebrew by birth. And the Hebrews were, um, were in captivity. And she had found favor with the king after the king had disposed of and uh, his first wife. Um, he was looking for a new queen and he found Esther and 
took Esther as his wife and as his queen, and she came to a very prominent position, very loved by the king. A man named Haman was promoted by the king to be his right-hand man, his second, you might say, and very powerful position. And Haman hated the Jews. He hated the Hebrews. He hated them. He wanted them vanquished. He wanted to see them uh, perish. And so he had tricked the king into signing a decree that all the Jews would be put to death. Well, Mordecai, who was uh, Esther's uncle, had uh, had gotten word of this. And he warned Esther and he said, look, you have to tell the king. You have to tell the king what's going on. You have to. You have such a prominent position there. You have to tell the king what's going on. And so we're going to pick up in verse 14. In verse 13, actually. And it says, Mordecai told the messenger to reply to Esther, don't think that you will escape the fate of all the Jews because you're in the king's palace. He said, look, don't think that just because you're the queen, he's going to find out. And she kept, had kept it a secret to begin with, but he's going to find out that you're a Hebrew and eventually you're going to pay and your family is going to pay and they're going to be, um, they're going to be put to death as well. When he finds out that you're a Hebrew. And he says, don't think that you're that you're going to escape the fate of all the Jews because you're in the king's palace. Don't think that's going to happen because he's going to get rid of you, too. And then he says in verse 14, if you keep silent at this time, liberation and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place. So Mordecai believed that God was going to deliver his people as we knew God would. He said, if you stay silent now, if you don't say anything at this point, God's still going to do something. He's still going to deliver his people because of the promises made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob and to uh, uh, David and all of these other people that he made promises to all down through the years. He said, liberation is going to come, even if you stay silent. But then notice what he says. If you keep silent at this time, liberation and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place, but you and your father's house will be destroyed. And at the end of that verse, he says, who knows? Perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. See, Mordecai knew that God puts us in places. He puts us in situations. He puts us in um, uh, areas that we can have opportunity to help others. Mordecai knew that Esther was given this royal position for a reason. There were no accidents. There were no coincidences. Mordecai knew that Esther's place was now. She had been placed there by God for this reason. And he said, look, you know, if you stay silent, liberation's going to come. 
God's going to find an, God's going to have another plan. He's going to have another liberator. But you and your family are going to be destroyed. But who knows? Perhaps you've been put here for such a time as this. This is your time to help others. This is your time to turn around and see those that are struggling. And in your position, you're able to help them. The story goes that Esther did tell the king about Haman's plan. Haman was eventually executed on the very gallows that he was going to hang Mordecai on. The Jews were liberated. The Hebrews were saved. And it was all because Esther didn't stay silent. As you look back over your life, how many situations have you been in where someone has helped you? How many situations have you been in where someone has seen you struggling? Where someone has seen that you needed help? Where someone has heard your cry for someone to come and help? And they've turned and helped you. How many people can you think of in your life that have given you a a hand up? How many people in your life can you think of that have given you encouragement along the way? And that's been all the difference. You see, I like to tell that story that I told at the beginning about the runner who fell behind and he had a friend that came back to help him finish. I love to tell that story. You know why why I love to tell that story? Because that runner was me. You see, it was me that had fallen behind on the run. It was me that at mile two, early on in my running career, that fell behind, that needed help, that needed a hand, that needed somebody to come along beside me and said, you know what? You may have fallen today, but we're going to finish. And you're going to be better for it. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the time when someone turned around, saw me struggling, and helped me to finish. And I have tried, from that point on, I've tried to be that person in other people's lives. I've tried to be the person that can look and see when others are struggling and give them a hand up. Give them encouragement. Tell them it's going to be okay. And we're going to make it to the finish together. I tell the leaders where I work all the time that, number one, there's almost nothing that can't be fixed. Then number two, for those who are willing, we leave no one behind. For those who are giving the effort, for those who are with us, those who are in the struggle with us, even if they fall behind, we leave no one behind. Because the same thing that is true in business is the same same thing that is true in life. We're only as strong as the weakest people around us. Our teams are only as strong as our weakest link. 
Our teams are only as strong as the people that are struggling as we help them up. And we become stronger because of it. Now think about it again. Who's going to be your one this week? There's going to be someone that you're going to come along this week, whether on the job, whether uh, out uh, at the shopping mall, uh, at the grocery store, at home, somewhere. Someone's going to come in your path that's going to be struggling. You're going to find your one this week. Maybe it's today. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's the next day. I don't know. But there's going to be someone who's going to need your help. And when you realize it, you're going, to, you're going to think to yourself, that's my one. That's my person. That's the person that God has put me in their path this week for me to help. And it's going to make all the difference to them. It may be something totally insignificant in your eyes. But it's going to make all the difference to them. Be sensitive to those around you. Be on the lookout for those who need your help. Be on the lookout for those who are struggling. And find your one. Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Running Podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.